Oh, hell yeah. Look at this. Look at what's happening now. It is officially episode 64 of The Smokeout, which is amazing. It's been a long history of the show so far. We are back. Make sure you check us out. The info and shit is scrolling along the bottom. Of course, we'll get into all that and talk about all that and the saga that we have been through to get back to this place. Of course, Smoke Out is a live interactive video show where you can be a part of the show. Just check out our Patreon. You can join us. You can go on our Discord. You can join us on the show. You can be on the chat room during the show. Audio. You can be on video smoking with us for the entire show. Whatever you want to do. Right now, we're live on our Twitter, Shelly SJ Smoke. Do that for the first hour, and then it'll be gone. It'll be completely gone. The only way you'll be able to see it and the bonus content after the first hour is on the Patreon. Hey, look at this. Bam. Right there. It's amazing. I'm Stoner Jesus. She is Shelly Martinez. Of course, you know us. You love us. If you need to know more, ShellySJSmokeout.com, of course, for all of that. Shelly, how are you uh, during this wondrous return the day before 420, no less? Doing pretty damn good. Let me tell you something. When we've recorded our show in the past, there the biggest stressful thing for me has been setting up, like getting my backdrop. And then there's times there's been in, like problems with it. There's times where my backdrop used to be a green screen before this was like a actual real backdrop. So there's been so many times where I'm like, there's just thing one after another going wrong in my setup. Now, what I did is I've been wanting for the longest time for our show specifically to have a collapsible backdrop. So then it's really easy for me to either just use the plain backdrop or like this, put something like put this backdrop on it against it. So it's easy. You just boop, boom. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did. I finally got this backdrop about a couple months ago and it has changed my content creating life, let me tell you. And today, like I originally, like I said, wanted this for specifically our show. Yeah. Um, the lighting, because it's the daytime and my little studio is in my garage. I got some natural light as long and just one light I had to set up, just one freaking light. So today's setup, I'm all about. But that's just today because I was, um, I didn't have enough time to set up my computer. And that's when I can use my fancy like control thing and all that. So hopefully the next show we have, I'll have my good mic. But for now, you have to deal with my phone's mic. <laughs> you get what you get. You get what you get. You had to wait forever for us to come back. And here we are in your living rooms or wherever we are. <clears throat> Of course, as I said, ShellySJSmokeout.com for all the information on the show. Now, we're doing things differently here this time around. This being the third incarnation of the show. We did 43 episodes. Then we did 20 episodes for ChannelAttitude.com. Although the last couple episodes were broken up into many parts because they were longer episodes. So it was technically more. But for me, and, and the purposes of our tracking of the episodes, they were all part of one episode because we recorded it all. At the same time, making this, of course, officially episode 64. So I have a handy little guide here for those of you. Should have came up when I said it, but there it is. For you to figure out how you want to consume the show. Of course, if you're, you want to do free, 
that's fine. I know inflation sucks. The economy's bad. You know, times are hard. It's tough all around, et cetera, et cetera. So for free, which you get, of course, as I mentioned, the first hour of the live video show on Twitter, exclusively on our Twitter. We could try, I could try to do other things. I could try to make like a Twitch or something like that. But it just seems like for now, Twitter is a good exclusive place that seem to be less, maybe less uh, harsh on our mellow, if you will, for uh, the amount of smoking we do. I know Twitch is up and down and around about that. Uh, YouTube has been in the past as well. But Twitter's always seemed to be cool, you know, knock on wood. So we'll find out just how cool they are when they get a load of this show. Of course, also for free, you get the audio podcast, Podbean, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, even a couple that I've never even heard of, like um, FM something or other, uh, Podchaser. I've kind of heard Podchaser before. Uh, you'll notice missing from that list, of course, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts suck. My show, The Stern and Jesus Show, I've been thrown off multiple times of Apple Podcasts. But this time around, I'm going through Podbean. I'm doing everything you need to do to add to the, the podcast platforms. I get to Apple. I didn't make a whole new account because I couldn't remember my password. And I couldn't recover it because the email was old. Made a whole new Apple account, put in my phone number, all that stuff. So when I sign in to add our podcast, it says, hey, we're going to send you a four-digit code to your phone. And it's my phone. The last two digits are lined up with mine. <clears throat> so, and hopefully I didn't mess up a digit and put in the wrong phone number. I guess I have to go check that. But in any case, I never get the code. So I've never been able to add the podcast to Apple. So I'm sorry about that. Excuse me. <clears throat> but as of right now, there are 50 episodes up on Patreon. There's 49 episodes up on the free podcast sites. You want to go check those out. That'll grow, of course, in the coming days. Uh, all that's free. Free for you to check out, share with your friends on your social media networks and whatnot. Let's face it. This is not an audio show. You can listen to it in audio, and that's cool. But you want to see what's going on. You want to see what Shelly looks like. You want to see what cool hat I have. All of those things. If my glasses have changed. Anything like that. Anything important like that you're going to miss. When it comes to the video show, you'll get it first for $3. You get every video podcast on demand on our Patreon. As I said, patreon.com slash Shelly SJ Smokeout. Go check it out. Subscribe. You also get a link to something new, which is a Discord server. If you don't know what a Discord server is, if you're old like us, you probably remember old message boards. It's sort of like that. And you'll be able to interact with us in between shows. Because the start, we're going to be doing about one show a month. But then that will become you know more frequent as time goes on, hopefully. But until then, you can interact with us on the Discord server in between shows, and, you know, that'll be cool. You get all that and the free stuff, of course, for $3. $5. Yes, that's the top level, the, the glory level, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. You get a link to this session right here. What we're doing right here, you get a link to that. You better come right in, chat with us, as I said, in the private chat room, you can get on audio, you can be on video, smoking out, not smoking out, drinking. I mean, I guess if you want to smoke crack or something like that, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. We have to make a uh, uh, decision, an executive decision at that point if you pull out a crack pipe. <clears throat> but I have to say, if someone pulls out a crack pipe, that'll be incredible content for the show. <laughs> no! That's what I'm all about. I'm like, yes, a crack pipe. Way to go, dude. Because it'll be a guy, let's face it, if someone does that. Anyway, my point is, you'll be able to join us. You'll get the link for the $5, plus all the bonus content, everything above. You get the picture. It's awesome. Uh, what do you think about all of that, Shelly? I think it's great. 
smoking part? Um, no, <clears throat> I but I do. I truly think it's great because here we can offer people different things that you know times are tough. So if they are able to support us through monetarily through Patreon. It's really cool that we give them some options there, you know, some very inexpensive options uh, to not only check out our show, but like you said, be a part of our show, which is awesome. We've had some people before on and it's always fun just to like the, the more the merrier or whatever, however you want to say it. Like, <laughs> I just think that like our circle, it's kind of like if, if you're watching this and you're not a medicator, a stoner you don't smoke weed you know it's a real communal social thing to be in a circle and smoking with somebody so i feel it's really cool that we can offer to our audience that intimacy and being part of our circle but just virtually so like i said i think it's great <laughs> just to be clear i'm not advocating the smoking of crack i'm not saying you have <laughs> To be a part of the show as just an example, way out there example of, you know, how cool it is to be here. Maybe it'll be so cool to be here. You won't want to smoke crack anymore. We'll cure you of your crack addiction. And that'd be awesome. Speaking of smoking, uh, I debuted this once on my show. I have to shout out the people at Roast and Toast. Uh, Roast and Toast people, they make the um, the coffee mugs that have the bowls in them. You've probably seen them in mean form mostly. But uh, they sent me this which is very cool. Wow, that's awesome. Literally a slice of pizza you can smoke out of, which I will do right now. All right, let's do it. Just search Roast and Toast. Featuring the bong right. water pipe that was never claimed, but I got to inherit. Chili's <laughs> is much bigger than mine, but that's fine. So I wore a special top for today's show, the return of Shelly SJ smokeout.com. So let's do the big reveal here. Absolutely. I wish I had a drum roll. I have no sound effects. I'm sorry. I know. Um, she had a sound effect app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, hold on. Um, maybe get a bigger screen. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. Hold on. Someone yep. just texted me and I don't know who it is. And they're like, thank you for Shelly for the text. And I don't know who that was. Anyways, thrown off. Okay, ready? Let's One, go. two, three. Wait, look, are my nipples in? Okay, good. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> One was definitely not. Oh, shoot. See, that's the kind of thing that wouldn't have been able to go on YouTube or Twitch or anything. But Twitter's cool about that stuff. There you go, I guess. I hey, guess. Just to make Chili feel better, I'll show my nipples. <laughs> now we're Dang even. it. I think it's because I shook. Yeah. So I put a and then shook. I'm trying to... <laughs> I had the frame perfect earlier, but for some reason, once you put me on the screen, it like changed. So there you have it. I wore this top for you guys. Happy 420 with Loadable. See, now if you missed that live, you're not going to be able to see it unless it's on Patreon. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, when this show's over, I'm going to our Twitter at Shelly SJ Smoke out at our smoke and just deleting it, the, the tweet, and it'll be gone. 
If you're just joining us now, wonder what I'm talking about. Well, that's too bad, isn't it? You missed it. Oh, isn't that too bad? Right. Life isn't fair sometimes. That's why there's Patreon. You know, that's just my freaking luck, too. That's just, it's very consistent with who I am and who I will always be, I guess. Damn it. <laughs> it took um, about roughly 11 minutes before the, the first nip slip in the return of the show. We're now taking bets on uh, how long it'll take before Shelly uh, laughs or coughs so hard that she pees, uh, among <laughs> other things. Let me tell you something. I made sure before we I like videoed in to stuff my underwear with toilet paper just in case. Nice. So I'm packing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh first of all, I want to thank uh, take this opportunity to thank Vince Russo and Channel Attitude and all the people over there for a run on Channel Attitude. It was awesome. Vince is awesome. You know, go over there and check them out. Check out their shows. They're great. Uh, and I've always been a fan of Vince. I'll continue to be so. And, you know, go check him out and check out Channel Attitude. And, again, thank them for our, uh, for our run on their network. Absolutely. Hey, did you see, a, like... <sighs> It was like a couple months ago, I think now, when Vince got in a fight online with some like, like, online wrestling writer. Not really. I remember the big fight that he got in with. Uh, I know he got into it with Ali, Mustafa Ali, uh, from WWE, and then even farther back, he I know he got into a little Twitter thing with Becky Lynch when he has something to oh, say. This was some guy, um, Sean Sapp. Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah, I do. I, I do remember that now. Yeah. Did you see any of Vince's videos on it? I did not. I saw that apparently Sean had like sent him some DMs. Dude. <laughs> Dude. I was over here doing cardio, okay? And then because okay, this is how it went down for those of you that may or may not know. So Vince, I noticed, had tweeted out something like to the effect of like People who have never been in the wrestling business really don't have a right to say X, Y, and Z. And I totally was on board with that because it's like no offense. I even made a tweet earlier today because I tweeted out, I don't know if you saw it, Stoner Jesus, earlier that to pro wrestlers, like if they don't make it to WWE, like don't let it devalue you. And it's something that is really sad that I've seen throughout the years where people who don't get a job there they feel like they're not validated and it's like there are literally only so many spots and we've talked about this on our show before it's like there's literally only so many spots like it has nothing to do with someone being better than the other it has to do with what they are going to push and if it's like a casting like you're not right for the role like there's no role for you so um my whole thing is that there's a lot of wrestlers that follow me and there's a lot of wrestlers that are a younger generation than me. And I'm trying to do the good old vet thing and give some good advice. And of course some fans chimed in and were like, Oh, well that's not the main goal for people anymore. It's different. It's like, dude, you don't know. 
you don't know like you don't know you may think you know but people there are people that are in aew thriving there are people in tna that are thriving there are people on the independent scene thriving but they still don't feel validated because they're not in wwe that's who i was talking to so when vince tweeted this i was like dude i totally get it there's people out there that just like they think they know but they don't and sometimes that can be really really bad depending on when that person's uh position is like this sean Sapp guy so i didn't know that's what it was about and then he kind of went on he's like oh i'm gonna talk about this and da, da, da. so i went to his youtube channel and dude he not <laughs> only read the dms the guy shows up to the chats <laughs> and starts arguing with Vince and one of the the DMs and Vince in the DMs really is being nice to the guy to be honest with you like the guy's all fired up and like mad and negative and Vince is even like telling him pretty much like oh my god you're this is comedy gold like uh -huh. <laughs> like and then he wishes him and well, and like, it was like Vince, it reminded me of how I deal with people. And it reminded me of why I love Vince Russo so much and why I vibe with him so much. So I couldn't believe when the dude shows up in there and one of the DMs that he put was, here's my number, call me. And one of the first things that he did to Vince was call him like a fake and fake Christian, um, like insincere, so he like, the, the conversation started with him talking crap to Vince. So Vince reply to the phone number was, why would I call you when, oh coward, when you called me a coward, a fake Christian and like insincere, like why would I wanna have a phone conversation with you? Valid point, right? The dude multiple times says, call me, I'm waiting. Here's my number, call me. When he gets in the chat room live, he's like, call me. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is like a psycho girl that hooked up with a guy and he's not interested. It was a one night stand and she's blowing up his phone. It's like, what's wrong with you? Why won't you call me? <laughs> call me, call me. <laughs> dude, if you ever want a good laugh, I highly recommend that you medicate your brains out and then watch Vince. It, I think it's two, is it two? No, it's one video. I ended up watching on two different days because it was long. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, dude, it was gold. Like, and I ended up telling Vince privately and I hope it's okay with him that I say this. I feel like this Sean Sapp guy is what Newman is to Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and the reason why I thought that was because um, <laughs> Vince kept saying over and over, bro, I was just trying to sit down at the end of the day and watch Seinfeld. It was the episode where da da da. And he's like, that's all I want. And this guy's blowing up my phone at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> it is hilarious. And it's like, it's so funny. Like that as a viewer, I'm like, is this a work? Are they, did they like, are they working right now? Like, is this a work? Because there's no way. But man, that guy, that Sean Sapp guy, 
he just kept going and going. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like, and that's why I thought it was maybe a work. Cause I was like, there's no way that this guy who's like supposed to be this, um, credible writer in the wrestling online world. Right. And like, I believe that he works for a writes for a very popular, um, websites. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in my mind watching it, I'm like, they gotta be working because somebody that like is doing that kind of work wouldn't be doing this right now, would he? <laughs> but sadly it was not a work. It was real. Yeah, I follow uh Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter and he there's times when he gets pretty wound up on Twitter and uh you know, gets wound up publicly, which um I don't think is such a great idea, especially in the age of social media. But so who is he? I know he's uh I know he's a Patreon where he does like exclusive like backstage wrestling crap. And I think he has like over a thousand subscribers. I mean it's a lot, it's a, like a popular Patreon. But he's one of those those guys that has, you know, sources or whatever backstage and he breaks stories. Um I don't think he's to the level of like Dave Meltzer or something like that. But he's you know, I guess he's pretty well known among the the fans and the writers and whatnot. Uh-huh. So you mean to tell me this dude who, in my opinion, no offense, as this is just from what I saw that happened in that chat room and hearing those DMs was not in his right mind and doesn't handle things well, has a way more successful Patreon than I will ever have. There's something (laughs) wrong here. (laughs) There's something wrong here, man, because... That just gets me when I don't know this person. I'm just basing this off of how he reacted, like I said, in that direct message that was read verbatim and then how he was in that live stream. It's pretty douchey and pretty not cool. That's all I'll say. And so I'm so overseeing people that are pretty not cool doing better than me and content creating now i'm not trying to say i want to be like the best it's just like like we've talked about over and over we just want the payoff for our hard work i'm not asking to be a millionaire i'm just saying i want to be paid proper for all the hard work that i do you and i both are people who do everything ourselves so it's a little different than if i was just a talent that like hands in my content and people just figure it out for me so when somebody handles themselves with that much negativity just not cool like why are you talking to somebody like that like especially you're supposed to be a credible person like but yet i will probably never have a thousand patreon members i would just be so (laughs) excited in life if i could have a thousand patreon members maybe that's the key maybe it's got to be like really douchey like people on like I've got into it. I've got into some like, genuine like back and forth with like some, you know, quote unquote celebrities on Twitter. Uh, the more recent, I guess, being Sebastian Bach. <laughs> who, uh, he never blocked me, which I guess was cool. I am blocked. <laughs> right now. I don't know if you knew Christopher Titus. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he blocked me. We got into guns or something. I forget what it was. But yeah, we got into back and forth and he didn't like it. Whatever it was I, I said. 
Uh, and that's happened a few times over the years. I can't really remember anymore that come to mind besides those. But people that people would consider celebrities have me blocked. But uh, I never got you know fame and fortune from it. I just got blocked by Christopher Titus and had a little argument with Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I, you know, it is what it is. I'm at the point now, and I've done this before, but then I get wrapped up again. So I'm going to try not to get wrapped up again. I'm just at the point now where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to do my stuff. I'm going to throw it out there. And whoever's supposed to see it's going to see it. Like, I never go hungry. I never go without a place to live. And I know never go without medication when I need it the most. And this is something I tell my mother a lot because she says like, oh, it's a sin that you medicate or that you smoke pot. And I'm like, dude, and growing up, I was always told if you are living in sin, God's not going to bless you. And so my reply to her is always like, dude, like, according to you and the church I grew up in, if I was doing wrong, I wouldn't be blessed. And I always bless with, I can't tell you the last time I've been hungry. I mean, look at me. I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was before. I have food's not a problem for me. So I never go hungry. I have an awesome place to live and it only has gotten better throughout the years. And when I need medicine the most, there's times where like I've been a broke ass bitch and then I'll bump into a buddy and then he'll be like, Hey, like I got hooked up the other day and now I have some extra or, Hey, you know, I grew this. Would you like this? It always works out. It always works out. So I'm just going to put my faith like into motion here. And I'm going to just like decide to not let these people like online, not make this fun for me anymore. I'm going to decide to just like not care anymore and just have fun with content creating and doing whatever. And if only... 16 people watch my live stream. Oh, well, that was 16 people. So fine. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just like, fine. I'm over it. Um, Before I forget, right before we started recording, you said you're about to say something. And then you said that you would say it on the show. Uh, Have you said it already or do you still need to say it? (laughs) I did. It was about the backdrop. Okay, there you go. you and I, we've done so many shows together and like, even before I started getting into the green screen stuff or like had the backdrop, the setup was always a bitch because I had to make sure whatever is behind me looks good for the shot. Even if it was a plain white black background and I had to make sure it's properly lit. So there's been so many times I've been like late to calling in because I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's like this and that and the other. And, um, you know, recently I, you and I had a little session we recorded that um, was going to be on my Twitch. I meant to put it on this weekend, but it just didn't happen. And one of the things that I talked about is how I created a studio in my garage with different backgrounds and stuff. And a huge reason why I did that was because I just want to make it easy. I want to be able to just like come in here, tweak a few things like I did today with like this shot and just like make it easy for me like i said i just want it to be fun i want it to be like as easy as it could be because there's always going to be something but i just i feel most alive when i'm having fun with content creating and i miss that feeling and i've allowed 
bad people, bad experiences, me getting in my own head too much to take away from that. And now I'm just like, you know what, F it. Like, I want that fun back. I want it back. And like, that's where I'm at right now. That's right. That's what the show is all about. Bring the fun back and having fun or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the fun back in 420. <laughs> 420 is tomorrow. You have any special 420 plans, Shelly? No. Here's why. <laughs> okay, so I live in LA, right? <clears throat> so there's always something, even before it was recreational and it was just medicinal, there was always 420 events to go to. Now I've thought about this and I thought, well, maybe because when I was younger, I just like doing different things or whatever. I don't know if that's it or if when I was younger, that's when I was going to these things. And then I realized they weren't really for me after all. I just, I tried so hard during my time in TNA and after to become very, to lend my F-list celebrity name and rub to raising awareness for marijuana. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of people who I fit that kind of, like if there was a convention, we would all be there together, whether it's music or acting or whatever, whatever in, in entertainment. So a lot of those people seem to be a part of the marijuana movement and just raising that awareness, that positive message. So I thought I was going to fit right in, but I was wrong. I was really wrong. Dudes trying to sleep with me and Danielle all the time, especially because it's like the both of us. So they're like, oh, and this was when cannabis was pretty new to me. And then especially I had moved back from Kentucky. So I was now smoking medicinal. Like, so that was a big change, like from like, you know, even good stuff in Kentucky. So... <laughs> Danielle and I were just kind of like, we da la -dee da yay, everyone's so cool. Oh, yeah, let's smoke. Got us in a lot of trouble, dude. And throughout the years, I've always tried to find something to do for 420. And it just never works out or it's really, really a negative experience. And then last year, I was going to claim it back. And then about a week maybe or less before 420 i got covid so i was just like you know what i met with my grower the other day stocked up so i'll probably spend my day tomorrow shooting content and then that's about it nothing fancy unless i can't think of anything because i'm not leaving my house i'll tell you that right now what about you are you gonna do anything now, I usually broadcast <clears throat> or do something live, but um, I talked a lot about 420 on my show recently, and then we're doing this one today. I'm just going to, I'm probably just going to take the day off and like use uh, stolen 420 memes and post them on Twitter all day. <laughs> the retweets and whatnot. I will say that <coughs> my Twitter's a little better than it used to be. Good. I'm not sure why that is, but some of the things I post actually get seen by more than one-tenth of one percent of the amount of people who follow me which is nice maybe that's my 420 present i don't know i remember 420 used to be huge especially when i wrote cannabis articles searches for 420 and cannabis stuff on 420 is so huge 
is so much bigger than it is on any other day that you always try to get as many articles out as you could or, you know, lists about 420 or something. Some of them would hit and get tens of thousands of views or some shit like that. But <clears throat> I haven't written since uh, for a publication like that since COVID hit. And uh, speaking of COVID, I also remember that COVID ruined 420 in 2020 when the month of April was going to be the whole month was going to be 420. And that got ruined because COVID happened just like two weeks before that. So that sucked. And uh, I just feel like 420 is not what it used to be. Maybe the maybe I'm old. Maybe the youngsters can get into it and act like, you know, they know about 420. You know, go out and smoke, whatever. But uh, I'm old. I'm tired. I'm going to take the day off. <laughs> you know what sounds good is like getting really dedicated and having some good food and like watching something yeah. or listening to some awesome music or I don't know, like. I used to like to go to like these different things, but like I said, every time it would always be something like, I don't know if it was necessarily 420, but I remember there was this time where I was like, I was invited to this event and I felt all fancy because I was able to bring my friends and like one of my friends was um, from up north. So they were visiting. And so I felt super, super fancy that like we got the invite. So we get to where we're going and it's in a crappy part of town, but that's fine. That's fine. And then it's in a warehouse. Okay. Well, maybe it's not fine, fine, but it's okay. We'll see what happens. We get in there and it was just like, not my vibe. It was just very weird. I don't know. And I just remember there was a girl cause there was no ventilation in there. And there's this guy who, I already don't have a high opinion of because I had experience with him once before and he had this little Yorkie and this little Yorkie was inside this not there's no windows there's no doors open in this warehouse and there's all this smoking going on and not only that but the dude that is his dog <clears throat> he's he has a table there and he's giving people dabs. So this dog is like getting dab air, which is pretty intense. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I would never do that to Penny. Let me tell you that. Like, I don't think that's right. That's a different component of cannabis. Like they shouldn't like I smoking right here and she's over here. Like if she doesn't like it, she'll walk away. Like it's fine. But like dab smoke, that'll ever up, you know? So me and Danielle were begging this guy to let us take the dog outside for fresh air. He wouldn't let us. And then all of a sudden this girl took this huge rip from his like device he had. And she started like peeing herself. <laughs> and like not being able to stand up. I don't know if she was on something else too. And that just took her over the edge. But I was just like, oh my God, just like an, like 40 minutes ago, I was feeling so fancy that I'm bringing my friends to this quote unquote exclusive event. And like, it's not positive vibes, man. <laughs> Get the dog and that girl out of here, stat. And no one cared. They were just like, oh, and there was like a dirty couch and they just kind of put her there and like walked off. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so Danielle went and tried to get her some water. And... Oh, I think a lot so... of people have this <clears throat> conception of the cannabis community, like it's all like cool, chill, like mellow people. <clears throat> but the truth is the cannabis community is like any other community. And there's a bunch of assholes uh, in our community as well. They just happen to smoke weed. <laughs> 
And then here's the other thing. Then I've gone the other route, like where that was more of like, let's say a party atmosphere. So then I've gone the other route where I've been around like older medicators, maybe even people who grow, but then like, I'm just going to be blunt. The dudes get crushes on me and then the women end up hating me and Danielle and the dudes get crushes on Danielle too. So it's like, that goes, it's like a different, maybe it's not that party atmosphere and it's more of like just chill or whatever, but like the women are mean, give us a side eye. And I'm thinking, wow, you should have seen me like five years ago, how I used to dress. Then I would understand the side eye. Like, geez, <laughs> Lisa, at least it's not like, hello. <laughs> so like, and even if it was, so what, you know what I'm saying? So like, I got it on both ends. It was like the party scene there was just like dudes trying to be shady, real shady with me and Danielle, not just try to like hit on us, but just for be real shady. These business owners, these real high up there people that are like proposition 215 SB 420. Let's do this. We got to fight. And it's like, you are the biggest pervert. Like get the F out of here. You shady, shady mother ever. So there's that and then the other ones is the mellow older guys still get the crushes on me and danielle and then the women don't like that danielle and i like glitter and things like that (laughs) and flowers and usually i have a flower in my hair they don't like that so that's when i was just like you know what i'm just gonna talk about my experience where i will whether it's online or if i'm in a conversation F the movement, F trying to be a part of it. I'm just going to do my own thing. Like, so like you said, 420 just isn't the way it used to be. And I don't look at it the way I used to. So it's an understanding, I guess. Yeah. I said, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, with age and stuff. The, uh, Like I said, most of my most four twenties I've either I've usually done my show, even if it wasn't a regular day for my show, I would squeeze it in at some point because the viewership was you know a lot more. Um, I remember having some big shows. I remember probably my biggest was um, I don't know if you remember the chick who got thrown out of college for live camming from uh, Oregon University in the library. The library girl, um, she's a big adult star now. But uh, has massive social media following all that shit. So I had a 420 interview with her. Because I knew her publicist. And I've had a lot of people on my show through her publicist. So um, that was pretty popular. But other than that, it kind of all, you know, blends together. Really, when I think back on it now, it's just a lot of broadcasting and trying to get people to look at me on 420. More so than any other day. Because <laughs> I mean, after all, Stoner Jesus, I feel a certain responsibility to the people. Like I said, I'm doing this today. So that's enough. You all be fine. I think so, you know, and you know, I feel how can I even put this? I just feel like cannabis related stuff is so saturated out there online now that it's like you shouldn't feel bad for taking the day off because it's like 
there's just so much out there. There's too much out there. And just as cannabis as a whole, there's a lot of people, no offense, out there that they think they know what they're talking about just because all of a sudden it's like a hipster thing to like cannabis. And it's a fad and it's something, a phase too. And so it's like, and that's fine. Like everyone has their own journey and their own stories. So I'm not hating on that. I'm What I'm hating on are these people who are freaking know-it-alls who ruin good times when they don't know anything. And then they only use it for a short amount of time or they only use it when they're at a party. So they look like they're the one. And it's like, really, they're not the stoner. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not a real stoner. So you're over here like branding yourself as Mr. or Mrs. 420, but you don't really even smoke. So I think there's a lot of that too. And so it's like, you know what? Let those people have their moment then, their little fake moment. Well, I'm going to be just, what 420 should be about is just embracing the plant and celebrating. So that's all that matters. Dang it. <laughs> that's right. A lot of young people, they did now and it's funny because every generation i assume gets to this point where like adults told me that i didn't understand shit when i was younger and that seems to be all i'm doing with like my daughter and like other people that are younger than me tell them what they don't understand and why i understand more <laughs> i have the urge to tell them to get the fuck off my lawn little bastards whippersnappers you know, dude there's this guy i don't know if i've talked about it before on our show and since we lived here, we lived here for a few years now. He paces in front of our yard, like over and over on the sidewalk. So you really can't say anything because he's not on our lawn. So what I do is I let Minnie just bark. I just let her go nuts. Like I don't correct her. I just let her bark her ass off at this dude. And he just sits there on the phone, walking back and forth real fast. And he has a vape pen, like not cannabis, but like a nicotine one. And he hits it the whole time. And he's just like his body language. And sometimes he gives Minnie a dirty look for barking at her. And I just let her go. Or sometimes I'll sit out on the porch with her. Like, like we call him the puffer because he's, he's um <laughs> I'll be like, oh, there's the puffer. So I'll go out there and I'll sit with Minnie and I'll just stare at him. <laughs> it's so... In my mind, I'm like, I never see you on our street. So if you lived on our street, at least I can be like, okay, you need to get out of the house, like whatever. But I don't see you ever except pacing in front of our house and it's shady. And for those of you who may watch this later and maybe you've seen episodes past, long story short as I can make it, I had a really weird situation with a guy up front of my house being weird and I confronted him and he ended up killing someone later. So when the puffer's going, I'm like, you just never know. You look shady, dude. Like whatever it is. And it's not like you're walking around the block over and over. You're just going back and forth real fast, all intense. <laughs> is he walking like the street in general or is he specifically walking in front of your house? In front of like my house and maybe the next door house, he paces back and forth on the sidewalk. And then sometimes he'll sit on the corner because where I live, there's like the corner house of like where there's like the intersection of the two streets. Mm -hmm. And then I live next to it. So I don't quite live on the corner, but like whatever. So it kind of sucks because that's when you get like these weird situations because it's like kind of just right there off the corner. So there's times where he'll sit there and he'll just puffing away. And I'm like, 
<laughs> so for years now, it's just bugged me. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't tell him to leave. Like it's public property. Like, what are you going to do? So it's so funny about six months ago, I think I was, I turned on the street right here. That's like around the corner from where I live. And we saw him putting trash cans out. So I was like, oh, the puffer lives right there. <laughs> <laughs> so to go along with you, like, I get what you're saying, the like, get off my lawn. Like, I literally felt like, get out of here with this dude. And now I have to accept it because he does live right there. <laughs> I, I, the freak. And I told Danielle today, too. I was like, I haven't seen a puffer in a while. I wonder if we'll see him today. Yeah. If you do, you should record it. Make like a TikTok series or something. Oh, no. I'll record it for the show. And then I'll send it's it in. Like puffer. how you did with the guy in the parking lot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the puffer. I'll get the puffer for you. The Adventures of the Puffer. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have an update for you. Now, you guys, if you <laughs> want to know the details of what I'm talking about, you're going to have to go through our archives because I've talked about it before. Kind of recently. It was when we were in Channel Attitude. So, like, you could search through there. But, um... So I've talked about on our show before how when I walk mini, there's someone who we call Pat because you don't know if she's a male or female. And it's not like how it is these days, people. So relax. But I don't think our viewers would take offense to that. I feel our viewers know Pat. And so that's why we call her Pat. And what she would do is when I would be walking and I have a stroller for Minnie. And the reason why I take Minnie on her walks with her stroller is I live by the mountains. So if there's a coyote, I could put her in there and then zip her up and she's totally safe. So here I go. And then when she reaches a certain point in her walk, she grabs a hold of a fence and then bends over with her ass out just like and then it like she bends so far back here i'll show you guys i'll mess up my camera angle just to show you guys okay nice so she goes hold on for the views that's right <laughs> so like she'll hold on to it and then she'll just go <laughs> And it, it takes the whole sidewalk up. <laughs> and then what I've observed is when she, now I got to get my cat, my ankle back. When she is doing that and I'm like kind of on, like on my way back. So I've already passed her or whatever. She won't get out of my way, but <laughs> I've, I've seen her get out of other people's way. And that's when I was like, Oh, Pat. Okay. Where's the heat, Pat? Pat. Where's the heat at? Because I'm here with my little dog and our stroller and there's like a patch of grass. And so what I do is to make a big deal, like, hello, like, can you just not bend over for one bend so I can get past? Um, and she has earbuds in too. So like, sometimes I'll be like, excuse me, excuse me. She won't move. So I'll go on the grass all aggressive and I like over like do it, just be dramatic. And I look at her. <laughs> 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 so one day i sent stoner jesus the photo of her doing this and so my schedule's completely different now and so when i walk many it's a completely different time of day i walk her usually 
like before the sun goes down, whereas before it was in the morning. So one day I'm walking with Metal Jesus and Minnie, and then I was like, huh, that person walking towards us, I know that's not Pat because Pat walks like this, like swings her arms like this. They're <laughs> I wish you could zoom in. She swings her arms. So you could see her coming, boy, like a bushwhacker, rest in peace. And um, she, man, I wish you could zoom in. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see if this will uh, do something. Dang it. Not really. Just makes the text bigger, but doesn't make the picture bigger. Dang it. So um, I saw this person walking towards me, but this person looked more like a female. So I was like, that's not Pat. No. And so as I was crossing the street and Pat was crossing the street, it was Pat. She grew her hair out. It's been that long since I've seen her. So she grew her hair out, looks real nice. And so I was like, okay. So Pat not only looked better with the grown out hair, but she looked happy. Whereas before I never seen her look happy. So I was like, okay, so are we going to have this energy fight? Damn it. So here I go coming back. <laughs> there she is bending over. And I was like, it was Pat. And then I just stood there. I was going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then she looks at me like, and then moves. And then we move on. Oh God. Pat, you're killing me. <laughs> the uh, best part about that, if you notice I, the comment that I made under the tweet, it's a little gif of Pat. That what? Down here in the uh, bottom right-hand corner, it's an It's Pat gif. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. There it's you Pat. Go. But you know what? Whatever, Pat, you grew that hair out. You look happy. <laughs> Go, Pat. I'll still have an energy fight with you every time, though. Every time. I, I'm, I'll be petty like that when it comes to things like that. Pat hit a theme song, right? We should play that. Like <laughs> Bluetooth speakers. Just start playing it whenever you see her. I haven't seen her since that time, and that was a while ago. And I've been pretty consistently going, so I feel that maybe... She was having an off day. Let me like maybe she couldn't do it earlier in the morning. But here's what my thought was. I wonder if in her head she's like, oh shit, there's that girl and her little dog again. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't see her. It's not the morning time. But I haven't <laughs> seen her since that time. So maybe she's like oh, figured out that I go at that time and that's not when she should go. Maybe she's a big young Bucks fan. <laughs> Doesn't like you. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Pat's their aunt. That's what my theory is. You never know. And she knows about my online shenanigans of disliking the young bucks. Here's the thing. Did anything ever materialize from the whole CM Punk thing? Um, last I heard, he's been gone for a while. He was injured. He was suspended. There's been rumors for months about him maybe coming back, maybe reconciling with Kenny Omega and the Bucks. But then he like gets on Instagram periodically and like goes on little rants 
he went on a rant against John Moxley and some other people in AEW. Supposedly, the latest is AEW is going to start a Saturday night show called Collision. It's going to be a two-hour show, and they're going to do kind of like a brand split, like Raw and SmackDown, oh. or a brand split, and maybe put CM Punk on Saturday night. And the people that like CM Punk on Saturday night, and then everybody else will be on Dynamite on Wednesday. But that's just uh, more rumors, <laughs> so who knows? But If that rumor is true, <laughs> wow, Punk has a lot of power. Just saying. Yeah, it's weird. They're persistent in talking about him coming back, no matter what Randy goes on or how toxic people feel he is for the backstage area. But supposedly there's just some people, like Jericho said quite a few things about him. He's called him a cancer and a few other things. So I guess there's just some people that just won't work with him. So if they do have another show, they may just do it that way. There's other people pointed out they still have like the pay-per-views and stuff where they may run into each other and AEW's kind of got a reputation now for backstage shenanigans. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. If they get a punk back, excuse me, if they get a punk back, I feel, punk, oh, it's okay, Minnie. It's okay. Like that, I feel yeah. that punk knew, hey, CM punk. <laughs> I feel that, um, that's why punk is the way he is because it doesn't matter whether you like what he says or not. He's going to be him. He's going to say what he wants and he will always be a draw. Therefore always make money. Therefore I could totally see AEW doing whatever they got to do to get CM Punk back because CM Punk's going to make that company money. CM Punk knows Whatever company he works with, it doesn't matter which one, he's going to make them money. He is a draw, especially because people want to know what his next move is. So it's like him saying whatever the F he wants and being controversial is kind of like, like him being his own publicist. Like he's now kind of in high demand if you think about it. Even if people want to say how much they hate him, don't want to work with him, money talks. Are you going to tell me that if they said, look, Jericho, we will pay you a million dollars for one match with CM Punk, one night, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's it. He yeah. would do it. Are you going to tell me he's going to say, no, I'm not going to work with him. That's not going to happen. That's just not. And so... I think Punk knows this and he's always known this about himself. He's always, he's, this is nothing new. He's always had a reputation for saying what's on his mind, whether you like it or not. And he has a reputation of not caring if you like it or not. That's who CM Punk is. And that's what the fans pay to see because that's the deal. <laughs> yeah, um, Eric Bischoff, who hates CM Punk, and doesn't miss an opportunity to say how much he hates him. Um, he said if uh, AEW wants to sell out Wembley Stadium, because apparently there's some that are going to do Wembley Stadium in London. It's like 90,000 people. So obviously there's talk of whether or not they'll be able to fill it out or not. But uh, since Goldberg is now a free agent from WWE, he said they should get Punk against Goldberg for like Goldberg's final match, and they would easily sell out Wembley Stadium. Easily. Easily, and all those people that are talking crap and all this about punk, you bet your ass they will be tuning in 
watch every single move they do from beginning to end and then hop on Twitter, not only to voice their opinion about it, but to see what Punk's gonna say about it, see what Goldberg's gonna say about it, see what other people are saying about it. It's huge. That's what I'm saying. Punk knows that. That's why he can be a dick and he doesn't care because he knows. There's some people out there in entertainment in general and they're a dick. Hey, even in normal jobs, they're a dick. But maybe there's like, okay, maybe you have two assholes that work in the same office, right? One asshole is really damn good at what he does, but he's an asshole. The other asshole, he's okay at what he does, but he's an asshole. So the one that's really good at what he does will always have a job, even if he's an asshole. Especially if his assholeness is from just telling his own truth, opinion, whatever, versus the other asshole that is okay. And then if you have someone that, let's put a third person in there. And then you have somebody who's really easy to work with, but they're not as good as the asshole that's really good, they're still gonna hire the asshole because he's really good at the job or she's really good at the job. So even if you're the nicest person to work with, you're so freaking easy, if you don't even come close to what the asshole's doing, the job's going to the asshole. Yep. We'll find out in a couple months. Supposedly it's supposed to debut in June. Supposedly in June, they're supposed to be in Chicago, which is where they would debut for Punk to make sure he gets cheered or whatever, at least his first show. Um, so we'll see. Who's this? Oh, I just started following him. MJ something? MJF? Yeah, who was he? He's uh, the AEW champion now. Um, he's uh, basically this guy who's really good at being a heel. Um, <laughs> people love to hate him, except for Long Island. When he goes back home to Long Island, people love him. <clears throat> no matter what he says or does. Otherwise, he's an asshole. I mean, he's he th took a water or something out of some woman's hand and threw it on a kid uh, ringside. It was a big thing. They had to like console the kid like how the wrestlers came from backstage and like they gave him stuff and all kinds of stuff because mj threw a drink on him <laughs> um he'll go you know when uh, he was doing a thing with brian pillman jr he talked a lot about brian pillman um like dying and being dead and and all that stuff and so he's pretty he's pretty hardcore he's pretty popular too they made him he was popular enough for them to make him champion in AEW. but uh yeah he's uh He's a big time heel and he's great at promos and he rarely <laughs> wrestles. Like I had to actually go in and wrestle. He does maybe 10 matches a year. <laughs> That's the way to go, brother. That's a good worker. It's like right part of his shtick is that he don't, he basically he's in a promo every week, but he rarely wrestles or doesn't, says anything else. I take bumps. Um, well, it's interesting because when I first saw him like a year or so ago, to me, I was like, oh, he looks like he can be like brothers with Colt Cabana. That's what my first thought was. I was like, oh, so that's how he stuck out to me. Like, oh, he looks like he can be brothers with Colt Cabana. Then, like, I saw him, like, online. People would post things that I follow or whatever. Like, I realized this guy was getting a push. But I never really heard his stuff. And I recently followed him, like, a few weeks ago. And the reason why I followed him is because 
I saw some like tweet that was out on my on timeline, and he like cut some promo, and I was like, dude, this guy's freaking good. That's how you do it, brother. Like that guy. If you're a heel, take notes, man. Like that's how you do it. And so I was without really knowing him or his work, based off of what I've seen on Twitter, <laughs> I became a fan. I was like, who is this guy? And he's Jewish, Shalom, you know, that's awesome. So like, I don't know. I was like, who is this guy? And I wondered like, what was his career prior to AEW? Cause that's when I first saw him is in AEW. Yeah. Is- as far as I know, he was, uh, he was in WWE. There was like a famous audition tape he sent to like Tough Enough or something like that. Um, the main, his main claim to fame in uh, NXT was Samoa Joe's like coming down the hallway and there's like, like security guard type dudes on either side. And he's one of the security guards and Samoa Joe kind of like shoves him into the wall and he like bounces off the wall and keeps walking. <laughs> But uh, after that, he was one of the first people signed, I guess, in AEW, one of their homegrown stars. And uh, he went through a lot of different factions and all kinds of shit. But uh, he really caught fire about six months ago or so. And they put the belt on him and it almost seemed like they're going to take it off of him anytime soon. Uh, by the way, just for those of you watching live, we are at the hour mark or low over the hour mark, which means we must leave you and the free stuff, which means the bonus content is coming Patreon, hold on, let me get Patreon up here one more time. Go subscribe. Take one more hit from the bong. I'm pretty sure I can do this without... If I were to hit end broadcast, that would end the whole thing. But if I just take the Twitter off of it, I think that will end the stream on Twitter. Well, if for some reason it doesn't work, you can just send me a new link. Yeah, it should. I'm thinking it will. I was thinking about that before the show started. I was thinking, huh, I can't hit end broadcast because that's going to end the broadcast, obviously. But I can go up to your to the Twitter and just hit remove. And I think that will remove the link, but we'll see. We're going to find out. It's our first show doing this this way, but I hope the live people, the free people, hope you enjoyed. Go subscribe for the bonus content. If you missed the nip slip uh, earlier, you got to go subscribe. I'm going to tell you. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut out the clip just after that, where we're talking about it and how the people missed it. And then I'll like post that on Twitter. There you go. And that'd be awesome. So that I look forward to. Not that anybody cares, but in solidarity with solidarity with Shelly, soon after I pulled my shirt up. So I'll mention that too in the tweet. You're being fair. You're being very fair. I might put my part in the free clip. We'll see. <laughs> if I want to give it away for free, or you gotta fucking pay for it. You can send me some money. There you go. Get a good shirt. <laughs> okay, go subscribe. Like I said, okay, we're gonna remove Twitter. Bye, everybody. Watching live, we're gonna remove. I better be careful when I bounce around over here. Uh, a post was created on Twitter for this. Delete it. Yes, delete on Twitter. Okay. So I try to change my camera angle here so you can see my top a little bit. Save changes. Okay, this we're on record only. Okay, so that worked. All right. There now, we go. There you go. <laughs> you Contents. For viewers just like you. <laughs> Did you get? But no, okay, so here's some good bonus content, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I saw the MJ, what? MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is his full name, but they call him Max- M- MJF. MJF. And the I thought about the cabana thing. 
It's interesting. It, it caught my eye because I used to have a real sick crush on Cabana. We used to make out, but we never had sex. We never did anything. It was all very junior high school, but I chased after like a pathetic, pathetic, pathetic woman. <laughs> chased and tried to force a connection with Cabana. It's really, really embarrassing, but I own up to it because I feel that, because I was very vocal about it. Like when dudes, like top guys would try to hit on me, I'd be like, you're not Colt Cabana, so I don't care. And they'd be like, what? Cabana? <laughs> Cabana? And I'm like, yes. And it was like my thing. And I kind of made it my thing. And I think that it really protected me because I probably would have gotten mixed up with some not good guys and it would have led me down a different kind of path. And I'm really grateful that Cabana continued to turn me down over and over again. <laughs> because I think that would have been really bad too, especially because I had a sick thing for punk too. And then it just would have been messy and then like my first real relationship, he was also friends with Cabana. And I'm not trying to be like one of those girls that tries to be with all the guys. It's just like, we all work together. And when you're in a business for 17 years, like, yeah, maybe I was with that guy, but that was like 15 years ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like kind of like high school in a way where like you end up dating kind of the same people that are around because that's who's around kind of thing. So that MJF guy, I was like, ooh, he looks like <laughs> he looks like he could be like Cabana's like more kind of in shape, brother. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like I was sick with the guy, so I'm not trying to like whatever, but that's what I thought. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I will say that MJF, he uh he definitely went to the gym and got like super jacked compared to what he was even like a year ago. Oh, okay. Really. He's put it all together, I guess. Well, he looks nice. Like, he looks like not steroidy. I mean, I don't know if he does, yeah. but like, he looks natural to me. And like, I'm not really a muscly kind of person. Like, I'm more, and this is shocking to people, but I like tall, skinny guys. Like, that's like, that's how it is. Like, that's always like, I, I grew up getting those magazines like metal sludge and these different like metal magazines and I'd cut the hot guys out and I put them on my folders. Like I like 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 metal looking guys. Hence and I have my Jesus fetish. Metal Jesus. No one could take me from him. <laughs> I always tell them, I was like the only person that can take me from you is yourself if you F up. So like that's it. But, like, that's just who I've always been. And people think because I was in wrestling that I like big old jack dudes. Like, when people say they think I hooked up with Batista, I'm like, like, ew, no offense. I'm not saying, like, like but, like, I, ew, I don't go like that. I don't like big, like, muscle, like, you make me feel like I'm fat and I have to go work out before I can eat out. Like, no, dude, I'm going to eat some Doritos real quick. You want some? Probably not. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, that's not my deal. And I like the tall, skinny guys, the metal guys, the long hair. Yeah, man. So anyways, um, but this dude, MJF, 
he has a nice look to him because I feel like it looks um, natural and he put looks like he puts a lot of work in though, you know? And so that's why I say in more in shape, it's not to diss Cabana. It's just like the dude is, has a very impressive physique without being too. Yeah. And hey, if is your thing, <laughs> that's fine. No hate. It's just not for me. I don't find it attractive. Yeah, apparently he, um, I guess he wasn't making enough money. At least he felt he wasn't making enough money compared to like the WWE guys that were coming in. And he got pissed off and walked out or did something. He was gone for a few months. And he, I guess he forced Tony Khan to pay him more money. And he came back and cut a famous promo. It's famous now that he called uh, Tony Khan a fucking Mark and said some other stuff. <laughs> He's always good. He's good. When he gets on the mic, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, he still, he talks about his contract in the next year and how he wants to go to WWE. He talks about it at, you know, during promos, he's going to leave and go to WWE. It's got the bidding war of 2024. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely the big dog right now in AEW. And this, if that's not all the work and I kind of feel like maybe it's not, mm. um, but you never know. That goes back to my point of my tweet earlier. Here's this dude that had his experience with WWE and with NXT, right? So then he's over here, rebuilt himself, like has so much creative freedom, more so than he ever would in WWE. Yeah. But, but still wants want to be in WWE. And it's like, to me, I don't understand. And I get it. And some people can say like, well, you were there. And so that's why you don't know how it feels. No, I do know how it feels, but I also know how it feels when you get there. And like, you just see it through a different lens. Going back to, I always say this, but it is how it is. Like the Wizard of Oz, when it's like, you know, do, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Like, that's really how it is. You see what it is and either, and then you have a choice. Either it's for you, or it's not. And so I feel that there's some people that just feel like they are not successful or fulfilled unless they go there. And again, I understand like the two places I wanted to go before I retired was Lucha Underground and WOW, the female uh, WOW wrestling. Now I technically worked for both, but not really. Like I was a bartender in Lucha Underground during a fight scene. And then they used me for lighting. Like when they was like, their season was about to start, they used me for lighting. Then for WOW, I had one match and then that was it. And it was non-televised, it was for a show that they had, it had nothing to do with TV. So I understand how frustrating it is when you have in your mind what success means. But something I had to let go is that maybe I'm just not meant to be in WOW because Lucha Underground doesn't exist. So duh, I wasn't meant to be there, mm. but I'm just not meant to be there. And maybe I am. And if that happens, it'll happen. So when I talk about these wrestlers, I'm talking about people who, and I'm not saying that this is the case for MJF because I don't know the situation, but like somebody who maybe is in a spot like him and they're like, oh, this is going to get WWE to notice me. I'm going to finally get there instead of being like, 
you know what? I'm killing it. Damn right WWE should want me. And if they do, they can come and ask me. I feel like that should be the energy behind it instead of like, and it may, I'm not, like, yeah, I'm not talking for this guy. I'm just saying from when I've talked with wrestlers, they're like, they show WWE behind the scenes how starving they are to be there, even when they are in a top spot at a different company. And it's like, well, now you should be, it's like dating. You're going back to your ex saying, please, please, please look at my new shiny boyfriend and girlfriend that like they appreciate me, but I want you back. Well, then it makes the boyfriend or girlfriend look like an idiot because look who's crawling back. And in my opinion, I think that maybe WWE likes to have that kind of pool when talent is begging them to come back. It gives them the power and I'm not even dissing it. That's good business. But it's sad that wrestlers feel like, dude, that guy should just stay at AEW for as long as he can and ride that. Like, that's what my opinion is. Because you know why? There's too many top guys in WWE. You got uh, Jake Paul or whatever. And then you got, like, all these other people. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of people were enticed by the fact that Triple H took over creative. And now Vince seems to be back and meddling and things, and it's a whole clusterfuck, so who knows? I mean, ratings-wise, obviously, WWE is still a lot bigger than AEW. But, you know, like I say, like you said, it depends on what you want to put up with. And the kind of freedom they have in AEW, they're not going to have in WWE. But the thing is, is like... Even, okay, like, let me speak on my TNA experience. <clears throat> so where I was coming from, I was very butthurt because I got fired. And I got fired for BS. Like, had nothing to do with me not doing a good job or being disruptive. I just stood up for myself, so, and. But it's fine. So then, like, when I go to TNA... Going back to the analogy of like dating, because it, it's very similar, because you put so much when you have a relationship, right, of yourself. So it's like, it was like TNA was my rebound. Like I just got dumped. Now I have this rebound by this really great guy, AKA some TV time, you know, wasn't making good money. I was really struggling, but hey, I was on TV. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, I like this guy, you know? And so because that was my mind frame, and it really shocked me that I got fired the way I did. Like, it really did. Because I've talked about on our shows before, like, I never got to go to wrestler's court. No one ever said, hey, like, whatever. It was just like, they got rid of me. And that's fine. Like, I'm not bitching about that. But at the time, it wasn't fine. Because I was like, this is how it works. Then why did I work, like, my ass off, put my body through all of this? If it comes down to this, ew, I should have just been a manager then, I guess. So like, it really put me in a different mind space. And I was around other people that I knew that were people from WWE who were top people. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, like they don't have to travel like they were before. It's an easier schedule. Like, you know, it's all positive. I'm thinking of all the positive, like, oh, hell yeah. You know, they're getting paid. 
because I sure as hell am not. So I know they're getting part of that. Like, so they're getting paid. That's why they can't pay me proper, I'm sure. So to me, I'm thinking that these top people who once were in WWE are living the life because like now they're kind of like the big fish in the small pond over here. I thought that was cool. But then slowly as I was there more, a lot of those people were just using TNA because they just wanted to go right back to WWE. That's what the goal was. That's what the whole thing is. Always fishing, always politicking. And at the end of the day, even the top people do this. So that's why like when I tell, I put out tweets like I did earlier, it's to remind people that they don't have to be thinking like that. Cause the example, like let's say there's a independent wrestler following me and like, let's say they saw this handful of top, top, top names in the wrestling business that were maybe in TNA or AEW. And they're like, Oh, you know, I'm just taking my little vacation before going back to WWE. That's how some of these people would talk. And so now that independent wrestlers like see, it's not the place to be here at AEW. It's not the place to be here at TNA. The place to be is WWE. And if I don't make it there, then I'm a failure. And then that's where you see a lot of people lose their smile. And I've seen it happen, man. I used to be one of them. And it breaks my freaking vampire heart. Anyways, sorry. I know that was deep, but it really does. It, it sucks because I think AEW existing is so good for business because now more awesome people that should be on TV have a better chance and opportunity to. So who cares if it's w not WWE or, you know, even TNA or whatever. Like now there's three places where you can be on television. You can work in front of awesome crowds. Like you get that experience that it's there. It's right there. <sighs> and there's some people that would kill to be in that spot that will never even be there. And then those same people are so worried about, oh, I wonder if Vince will see this if I do this tonight. Da, da, da. And like, yeah, my little vacation here before I go back to WWE. People even used to say that about me. They used to tell one of my LAX members that, oh, Shelly, she's just on a little vacation. Well, she'll be back. She'll be back in WWE. They're going to bring her back. Like, and I'm like, no, dude, do you, did you hear what happened? <laughs> like, no, dude. But like, that was the normal thing. Oh, ex WWE people come here, marinate, reassess, reset, go back. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm tired of seeing people lose their smile. I and mean, that's, it's not my responsibility, whatever, but I don't know. It's very true. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to shout out the, um, the real heroes of social media. That'd be Shelly's reply guys specifically on instagram um, <laughs> it's really a constant stream of like emojis <laughs> mostly responded like pictures and stuff and emojis 
<clears throat> like whether it's hearts or little kissy faces or uh, the fire emoji is popular. Um, some of them do the same thing, like the response to like a reel or the response like the write a direct message. Uh, all the same theme. Shell, you're hot. Shell, you're beautiful. Uh, one guy, like one night, tried to like video call. Apparently, I saw it the next time I was on there. I don't have, I don't have any of that crap turned off for any of my Instagrams. Um, but it was like I don't know what he expected to happen. If he expected Shelly to answer, the you know, like late at night on Instagram. That's <laughs> not Hopefully, some of you motherfuckers are ponying up some cash, and like you know, coming on the show. If you want to, you're going to stalk Shelly and be creepy. At least you have the fucking decency to do it through a Patreon subscription and come on the show and do so. Be creepy here. Pay for that shit, dude. Don't be floating. Literally for five dollars, you can get Shelly on a video chat and tell her exactly how hot she is. And just you don't need to be on camera. Like if you want to hide behind your little keyboard, fine. See, out there, you're telling Shelly that she's hot. You're like every other dude out there is doing that. But if you're here. You're in the special little circle. You're not just some random fucking Instagram creep. You're subscriber creep. You get upgraded. Exactly. Subscriber creep is what we're looking for. That's what we accept. That's right. And we're not looking for that, but we'll accept subscriber creep. But subscriber Instagrammer or Twitter, no. That's stupid. It takes nothing to respond to a, a picture on social media. Just bring up the five bucks. I don't, don't, don't fuck around, man. Bucks. Hey, if you want to go cheap, go three. And then just like, you can right. write on there and we'll laugh and make fun of you. Discord. The Discord, you know. You're creepy on there. Do it. If you're going to be a creep, be a good creep and do it right. Okay. Subscribe. Don't be a cheap creep. I think is the point. So I'm going to change, uh, I'm going to change either like the name of the Patreon level, either the $5 or the $3 level to subscriber creep level. <laughs> so I'll be on my, all the tweets. Do you want to be a subscriber creep? Here's how you do it. Well, if this is what you do, click. <laughs> We've, uh, I think we hit upon the key. <laughs> I'm going to write that down, subscriber creep. Because I'll, I'll <laughs> There you go. So thank you. you know, month yeah. is May, which we have Cinco de Mayo. So I really got to get my thinking cap on on what I'm going to wear for the show next month. Indeed. I will think less about my outfit. <laughs> the shirt. This shirt is uh, TMB Naturals. They sent it to me for free. And they sent me some stuff to give away too. Some growing equipment by the way i meant to ask you earlier when we were talking about cannabis uh is shelly still growing pot or is uh that a dead segment <laughs> hold on let me show you okay nice <laughs> shot you're gonna go get a dead plant to show us <laughs> right that didn't do shelly's pot bonus coverage the shelly's if you don't remember how episodes we did the shelly's pot segment she was growing a pot plant then we're going to find out the result, I guess. The look on Shelly's face, it wasn't good. A good one. 
I'm gonna have to change the angle real quick. I'm gonna full screen for this too. There's some some grass in there now. <laughs> um, so what happened? <laughs> I don't know. This happens. <laughs> life. Life. No, you know what happened is um hold on, let me put this back out. I don't even know why I bother, but <laughs> So, yes, the grass wants to grow. When I was in the hospital, oh, it uh, it lacked care. Yeah. Hey. Because the last thing on my mind was to tell Danielle, "This is how you take care of the plant outside." And then I thought, like, I can revive it, and <laughs> oh, it's just not going very well. Just not going very well at all. <laughs> are you going to try again or are your ventures at an end? No. Uh, my grower was here the other day and I was going to bring it up, but then I kind of forgot. I lost track. So I'm thinking when he comes over next, I'm going to have him see like the area where it will be and maybe that's part of the problem because it does get a lot of like sunlight so maybe it was getting too much sunlight and that and then that's why it died so fast when it wasn't getting watered so reassess the situation ask for more tips and try it again because i really enjoy it and the thing is is you know since i was in the hospital and everything everything in my home life just got turned upside down and now that i've like almost a hundred percent healed things are starting to slowly get back in the groove of things and one of the things that sucks right now is my backyard and i'm very passionate about it because i take a lot of care in it i'm the one who waters the plants i'm the one who tends to the lemon tree which by the way hold on one second let me show you something let me show you even more bonus content See, that's what you're subscribing for. Shelly's bringing visual props to the show. Trusty old Rick. What is that? It's like visiting day of prison. No alarm. Now, these aren't even the biggest ones. That's what she said. But look at how big these lemons are. Nice. Look at that. Do you see this? <laughs> these are huge. And these aren't even the biggest ones. Like, my lemon tree, I haven't been tending to, but man, the biggest freaking lemons ever. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, but um, <laughs> it's my art back, and I got a lot of things to like every weekend. I have something like, whew, I ran. Uh, <laughs> last weekend, I went to a little party, a little party. This weekend, I'm going to be going to another party on a boat, which will be fun. And so, um, and then the following weekend, I have some out of town visitors coming in. 
So I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I want to get the back area nice and fixed before even trying to, you know, attempt to do this again, because yeah. I know I can do it. I've done it before. And you know what? The same thing happened. I got caught up in life <laughs> and Danielle, <laughs> at least that time I told her about it, but this time I didn't. But um, I don't know. I just really feel like I want to feel the satisfaction of growing something, tending to it, putting in everything that goes. It's a commitment. Yeah. And then harvesting it, going through that whole process, and then ingesting it. Like, that must be such a gratifying feeling. Like, I just I want to feel that. And that's what I'm seeking. Some look forward to. Maybe the return of Shelly Grows Pot. I know. I'll keep you updated. And a little update from when I talked with you on for my Twitch channel. I'll say I was live my best life when I have my pool table. Mm -hmm. So for those of you um, who haven't seen the video, I haven't even put it up yet. But once this is up, you'll see it. Uh, we talk about how for years I wanted this pool table that is on Amazon. And I said, you know, I, you will know I'm living my best life when I have that pool table because, you know, it's 500 and something bucks. So every time I save up for it, something happens and I just can't buy it. So <laughs> I know this is so irresponsible, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been being really good about my payments on my credit card. So they gave me more credit. And I thought it was going to be added credit to the card I already have, but they're sending me a whole other card. So it's like separate. So now I guess I have two cards. I'm going to use that credit card and I'm going to freaking get it. And I'm just going to pay it off in payments. I don't care because I want that damn pool table. There you go. When you see me taking pictures on there, looking <laughs> all hot on my pool table, having a good old time. You'll know I'm living my best effing life and I want that. That's right. Just remember, like I said on the Twitch thing, don't wear heels on the felt. Destroy it. Be very sad. <laughs> Heel marks right through the table. And I already told Metal Jesus, I said, after we had our session, our virtual session together, I was like, I just want you to know, I just told Stoner Jesus my whole um, goal and then he suggested something that would make it even better and you really benefit from it <laughs> so i can't wait until what i'm envisioning in my mind is happening and i know this doesn't make sense right now but you make out in the deal so just know that and then i just walk, walked away and he had the most yeah. puzzled look on his face as he should but yeah dude you're welcome <laughs> so since we're in the bonus content here what are we talking about? I'll tell you. Because we tell, as we say in uh, Mexican slang, the chisme, the gossip over here. So when we had our virtual session, I was talking about the pool table. And then Stoner Jesus had mentioned a place where girls were topless. Was it? Did we tell them? Yeah, the uh, topless pool. You could pay them, you know, it was like 25 bucks, I think it was. And they'll play around a pool with you topless. So when I get that pool table... I told him, because when he said this, I was like, wait, what? That's a good idea. I was like, I see it now with a little skirt, no top. It'll be so cute. I don't know why, but I see my hair and pigtails for some reason. 
some thigh highs. <laughs> and I'm gonna have a good old time freaking metal Jesus playing pool topless, which will be a first. And we'll see what happens from there. I'll keep you guys posted. You have to tell him it's his bonus content. <laughs> bonus content. Let me get the camera. <laughs> Give me OnlyFans. Oh, well, that was awesome. First show back. Let's take one more rip. I think there's a little bit more in here. I'm hoping. Hold on. Let me just grind some up real quick because this is our 420 celebration. That's right. And, you know, I'm grateful for the subscribers that we have. Thank you so much for joining and watching this and hearing this whenever you do. And it's because of subscribers like you were able to do this. <laughs> right. No, but for reals, you know, it's always awesome to connect with you guys. So don't be shy. <clears throat> um, if you want to ever join us for the virtuals, you know, you're always welcome. And I know some of you are shy or prefer not to be on camera. And that's totally fine. Like, you don't have to be on camera. You can just be in the chat room and communicate with us like that if you'd like. Uh, just throwing it out there because I think sometimes people think they have to be on camera. And that's not the case. And then there's some people that don't realize they can't be on camera. So, you know, just throwing it out there, fellas. Oh, out there. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Hold on, sorry. I have to do a new one. I don't even know what this one was called. I got some, I always say the guy's name wrong. I know he's like the biggest deal in pot. Jack Herrera? 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 Um, Herrera, yeah. Herrera. I got some of that that's all smoking earlier. It's really effing good. It smells so good. It tastes so good. But I'm going to try this other one. I don't know what it says. DSL on it. I don't know. Hmm. Hard telling anymore. Strain names. Out of control. It should be called. Is it good or isn't it? That's right. Or is it? Damn, that was real good. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> and before i go into the house i'm gonna take some photos for the patreon page you guys so stay tuned for that awesome see all stuff looking forward to awesome episode first show back enjoy 420 everyone and uh spread the word if you're a subscriber tell other people tell another person tell them you know a stranger on the street whatever since making your goal to accost other people, strangers, even if you have to, and tell them about the show. We would appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, <laughs> you Shelly. Um, see you on the Discord and on the social media and uh, on the next show. All righty. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Uh, yeah.